0: Jamel Matthew joins the show to discuss Texas Southern's development during spring practices, the upcoming fall season, and in his own individual journey in the game of sports media. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. what's going on family welcome back to another episode of the HBCU podcast your number one really one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics money part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor thank you for going on this journey with me making locked on hbcu of the day every day in today's episode i have a very special guest it's a guy that i go way back with we were covering texas southern together in college and he is still in houston to so cover the texas southern spring game and spring practices a real expert in the arts i can't wait for you to hear his perspective on how that season went and then also his own individual journey because it's just really cool information to me and it should be to you as well without further ado here goes jamel Matthews. All right, now I wanted to ask you when we're talking about Texas Southern, we have to talk about the quarterback play. And I wanted to ask you about Andrew Body in this spring practice in the spring game. Did you see him taking that next step of evolution throughout his collegiate career?
1: My answer is yes. The reason I say that, when if if anybody went to any spring practice or went to the spring game, one thing about Andrew Body, I know a lot of people play Madden, it's a specific trait, it's called magician. You ever okay. played Madden? Now I'm gonna break it down to the people that didn't play Madden. I'm Cause player, I didn't play.
0: I'm not a Madden guy. So break it yeah. down to me.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down to you. A player that can make anything happen. You put the ball of and Andrew Body in. You you are uh, you good. This, anything can happen with Andrew Body. You seen that during the spring game. The 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 proper read wasn't there. Andrew Body ran. If if it wasn't touched, that could have been six. And that's how good he is. He can make the throw. He can run. And I. I feel like Texas Southern never really had a quarterback like that besides Devin Williams. And it's just, it, hey, we ain't for a treat this fall.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because I wasn't going to go this direction, but what you mentioning Devin Williams, I wanted to talk about the offensive line in front of the quarterback as well because I felt like when Williams and Johnson and really any quarterback that was there when we were in school, I feel like they didn't have a line to protect them but this line is one of the better lines in the SWAC, you know, just talk about that partnership between body and his, his big lineman in front of him protecting him.
1: See, I think one thing that's different from any other offensive lineman they had in the past when we was going to Texas Southern and really with the whole team, I think it's a family atmosphere. You see offensive lineman going to the defense line. Hey, I bet you $20 is our pancake. We, we didn't see that when we was going there. You got you got a sense of camaraderie there now, family atmosphere like with um, with Johnson. You got Drake Sanders. You you got the right mix. You got older older players with the younger players, and they learning the way. It's just so many good things happening that we didn't get to see when, when we was there.
0: Yeah. So going into the spring practice, fifteen practices, of course, going into the spring season, what were you looking for, Texas Southern?
1: Uh, the most thing I was looking for Texas Southern is like what you said about Andrew Body, just making that jump. Because every game last season that Texas Southern lost, you was at the door. Either you had to finish the game off, you lost by a field goal, or it was an untimely turnover. You was at the door. You could have beat Jackson State, which would have been big. That was the biggest game they had. You could have beat them. Every game was like that. You just couldn't finish the game. And I feel like more so last season is different from this season because this season everybody just you know gelling with each other, and the biggest thing I've seen uh, that takes of is the connection between Andrew Body and Jaron Johnson.
0: Well, tell me a little bit more about it because I wasn't able to get out to the spring game. I wasn't able to out to wasn't able to get out to the spring practices. So. Because Johnson, that's the tight end, right? The one I think he made sec- second team all swack last year, correct? Yeah, but,
1: you, you know, they listen to him as a tight end. He a big boy, but he a wide
0: receiver, though. Okay, so, Cleveland Davis is gone. Is Johnson, you think, here to step into that role as the top receiver, Whether just receiving threat, right? He's lined up or listed as a tight end, but you say he's, he's like a wide receiver. The best receiving threat on that team, is Johnson ready to step into that role?
1: Yeah, I absolutely think so. John Johnson is up, up for capabilities. Sky's the limit for him. We got Andrew Body back there. Jaron Johnson is the guy. Just throw it up there to him. He going to go get it just like he was last year. You throw it up to him, going to go get it. Got speed. Hey, I wouldn't want to be one-on-one with him. <laughs> hey, you throw it up there. You going to be in some trouble. And, hey, you look at his size, you would think that he's not that fast. But if, mm-hmm. you, if you're not careful hey where, where he went he just scored a touchdown already so that that's how I feel about it
0: defensively I really felt like that was a side of the ball that held the team back they were a really good offensive ball club but defensively not so much were you seeing some evolution some development from some of those guys who were there last year
1: See, you talked about last season. One of the main things that people forget about last season, you had a a lot of young guys playing in some big roles last year. You've seen the development at the end of the season. The beginning of the season was a little shaky. Like one player I can point out to you, Isaiah Hamilton, cornerback. Yeah. He stepped in a lot of times when players got hurt. but. And when they end of the season, he man, man, who is this dude? He like lock, he locking down the team's best wide receiver. I got what a club on, and hey, I, with him, hey, people better people put a uh, put a notice on because the dude is talented. And I think like with the defense, it's with the whole team. It's just a family atmosphere, and the them boys ready to get after. They ready to prove something. It all starts with Tyree Cooper. Uh, Demonterio Anderson, like dudes like that, they're the catalyst of their defense, and I feel like with them, they're they gonna make something happen.
0: Yeah, so I've heard some good things about Zay, and I've also heard some good things about Perry Wells. It sounds oh, like yeah. you know, it sounds like Texas Southern might come into the 2022 season with a pair of really good cornerbacks, and that could really elevate that defense.
1: Yeah, I, I also agree because you, you, got, you got Perry. You got Isaiah Hamilton and you got Ja'Cory Benjamin. If people yeah. forget about yeah. Ja'Cory Benjamin, Ja'Cory Benjamin can be a, a, a good catalyst in that too. Like the thing I like about this team that's different from any other team is that we're deep, we're deep at every position. And, and that you know what? Competition is always the best thing heading into the fall, it's gonna bring us the best out of the guys. And I feel like, hey, if you look really at the depth chart, you're good, you're good on every point. And I feel like that's gonna bring out the best out of the team this fall.
0: So you just heard Jamel break down everything that Andrew Body brings to the game. And he's a player that I've been excited about for a while. And it's nice to hear he's taking those steps forward. Now, as we continue with the show, we're going to take a step back and look at last season. And I have a really interesting question. Is Coach McKinney on a hot seat? But first, let me tell you about Bet Online because BetOnline.net is the best place to put down all of your sports bet. If you want to wager on anything, wager on betonline.net the playing games are coming up for the nba playoffs we focus so much on everything that's so far in the future ahead of us but let's look at the present let's look at the immediate future and that's the playing games. check out locked on pelicans if you want to get a little bit more educated on everything the pelicans have been doing because jake madison has been doing a phenomenal job breaking down this team that has had a really interesting and event filled season now there's also Locked on bets and everything, but I think that the Pelicans, you know, that's who I'm going for. So go check out Locked on uh, Pels with my guy, Jake Madison. But that's not the only thing that you can wager on, on betonline.net. No, you can bet on the NFL. You can bet on MLB. The season has just kept or just got going. So there's so many things you can bet on. In addition to all your sports, you can even do your favorite Vegas casino games. That's right. So make sure you go to betonline.net because it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as we keep a rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And now for the big announcement: starting April twenty eighth, that's a Thursday, the Thursday that the draft starts. You can catch the Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the two thousand and twenty two NFL Draft. It's going to have three days of coverage. So yes, rounds one through seven will all be being broken down on this show. Now, if you want to catch up with who your team might take, then you can go to Odyssey and check out the Locked On NFL Mock Draft. There's so much hosted by former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson Show all season up into the all week, excuse me, leading up to the first pick. You can catch the Locked NFL Draft live on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page, the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft on the Odyssey and Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. And then also, don't forget, on April 28th, the locked-on NFL draft coverage will begin. Now, I want to hear what Jamel has to say because I want to take a look back at the season. Let's see what's going to happen coming up, and then let's also ask the question. Is Coach McKinney on the hot seat? I don't know. He's more in tune with I as far as what's going on in the building at this moment. Texas Southern was the second-best offense in the SWAG. The first offense was led by Aquil Glass, the freaking – swag player of the year black national uh player of the year really a a phenomenal athlete right phenomenal player but texas southern was right there at number two how were they able to develop into such a strong unit in addition to body but then also that running game i
1: think the the biggest thing when what i've noticed when i was going to practice is like body you know the quarterback is always the captain for the most part of the team and I feel like body just has this aura bottom, you know, like he just makes everybody around them better. And with him just pushing guys to that limit, pushing them to the points where that their greatness is at, that they haven't seen. I feel like with him coming in, you know, he just pushed them guys to another level. And then we, hey, like I told you, deep at every position, like the one thing that nobody's talking about, everybody got their eyes on body, of course. Body, of course. body's electric. But the thing that nobody talking about is Ladarius Owens and that that backup cast he had at running back. Them, hey, them guys, them guys was getting some touchdowns last year. Ladarius Owens get you there to Corey Hall, Dominique Franklin, and Kevin Harris get you in the end zone. That's how I was. it was. And hey, hey, you can tell by watching I'm excited. I just can't wait to that preview game.
0: Nah, that should be a really good game. Now I want to ask you because we know how you kick it off every year, PV. God has got to go down and try to take them out this year. I think that's important. And I want to ask you, because last year was a step up, but it was only three wins, I know. But the year before, you won zero games. You won yeah. zero three, and though it's a step up, it's still not that high. Is there a sense of optimism around Coach McKinney, or is it there a sense of maybe some pressure and maybe he might be on the hot seat to really take a major step up this season?
1: I think there's always pressure especially of with the surrounding them HBCUs being so hot right now. You got Hugh Jackson at Gramlin State. FamU doing good. Jackson State doing good. Preview just got a new head coach. Dooley went to uh, Southern. It, it's always pressure to do good because HBCUs are uh, looked at now. You know, on national TV, everybody want to be on HBCU. But I think for the most part, what Coach McKinney's been able to do, without being able to tap, like, at the heavy recruits in the, in the uh, transfer portal, been doing a good job, but you just have to have patience. You know, patience is always key in this in this thing. When you recruit from high school, think about it. I, I just want to throw this out. If it wasn't for Coach McKinney, there would have been no Andrew Body. Think about okay. that. Andrew Body didn't have any offer from any other school. McKinney saw him and got Andrew Body. But with well, every other recruit that he picked up are slowly uh showing that they're good. Like we talked about Isaiah Helms. The Darius Owens, Ja'Cory How, all these dudes that he he recruited are showing out
0: now. So you talk about patience and listen, I've been patient for a long time. Patience (laughs) begins to run thin. I'm I'm just being honest, okay? I've been there and, and McKinney was not there my whole time, our whole time at Texas Southern. So just to be clear, it's not a McKinney exclusive thing. This is just TSU and probably alumni wanting to get better. They want to get better. They want to win games. How how does TSU build up that fan base? I've heard a lot of people ask me that. I'm sure a lot of people ask you that. There's some people who probably think like me, like, man, I just want to win. But how does TSU build that fan base, build that buy-in into the program from alumni, people around Houston, recruits around Houston, just everybody?
1: The simple answer would be win. But the most mm-hmm. important one of them all to set off. Out- TSU is what we just got finished talking about, Preview. If you ask anybody, any college football fan, especially HBCU fan, who you got, Texas Southern uh, Preview, Not, i say probably 75% to 85, 85% of people would be like, man, preview going to beat TSU. That's been a slogan for the last couple of years. Preview's going to beat TSU only when it, come, when it comes to football. But in basketball, y'all got to know, that's been a slogan the whole time. But lying. I feel like if they can start the season on fire and get, uh, my dad gave me this quote: "Your University of Houston people remember good University of Houston football, but it was a point of time nobody wanted to go to U of H. It all started with one win. They beat one good team, and everybody wanted to jump jump on the back bandway. And I think for TSU, that one win." To solidify a good season, you got to be prepared. You can't start the season off again zero and one. You got to be one and zero to start off that season.
0: And that's a phenomenal point because those interstate rivalries can really go a long way in the turning the tide of recruiting. Because those Houston guys are not going to want to go to TSU as long as they keep losing the PV, and PV is right there in the state. Who are a couple of players that you think we need to watch out for?
1: Like I said, uh, I'm not gonna necessarily everybody know who Jaron Johnson is, Andrew, Andrew Body, Ladarius Owens, but I want to point out like Savion Sim. People little glimpse Isaiah Hamilton, but I think you should keep an eye on Isaiah Hamilton. You said Perry Wells. I think Perry Wells gonna he's gonna make some noise too. On the defensive side, my opinion, uh DeMonte Anderson, I think. In my opinion, I think he's gonna be defensive player of the year. I've been telling him that every time I see him, he just started laughing. Hey, that's just my opinion. Somebody that's might be bold.
0: Him. I'm just saying that's hey, bold.
1: Hey, say, say, knock hey, you. hey, he he say he's ready, he ready for that tall test, and I believe him. He, okay. And uh, it's just it's just that whole offensive line. I want everybody to keep their eyes on because you know throughout our whole time at TSU it's that offensive line hurting our quarterback. I just want everybody to keep an eye on that offensive line because i I feel like it's different now i feel like they they built their way up and they're going to be good this season
0: really great insight because there is always pressure on the coach but it does not seem that he is on a hot seat i think it was really good answers about that and then also how do you build up a fan base for texas southern now going forward as we wrap up we're going to be talking about his personal journey, because I think that this is something that is really interesting. He's a really good storyteller, and I want to know how did he become that? All right, it's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Jamel is still here and he's talking about his personal journey now. We put TSU to bed, but I want to talk about him because he's had an interesting journey as far as just independent media, but then his independent media company was featured on Bleacher Report in a real fantastic moment. I want to talk about your personal journey in media because I think it's something that's really interesting, but I want to start it off. With little family ties and i want to talk about your brother who did play in the league i don't know the gap between you guys so i don't know the exact timeline with him playing for the packers and you know your age or whatnot but just what impact did your brother have on your journey in media
1: oh man hey to be honest if it wasn't for my brother hey i wouldn't really be in sports because anybody that knows me I was a super shy guy, but I always knew sports because of my brother's stats, who this player was, who that player was, and stuff like that. But uh, the important thing is, you talked about the age gap. It's a 5 year difference between me and my brother, so we, we were pretty close. So anything my brother knows about sports, he just related it back to me. And uh, the most important thing of it is that I like, he's at – TSU right now, coaching the linebackers. They will make it, they put the uh cherry on top. Cause not only do I get to see TSU close in my eyes, I get to see it from a, a person that played it in the field They they got a better perspective than me. And he break it down more to me than I would have ever thought.
0: Okay. So not only have you been a been or benefactor of your brother's experience, you've also been somebody who has really embarked on a unique path. And that's a storytelling path. It's something that I love. And I think that you're really adept at it as well. And you told stories on typically Instagram and social media, whether through just captions, telling a story or also through video packages. How did you get into making these stories or finding a passion for telling the story of others?
1: I say my grandma, because one of the main things, my grandma is a fantastic writer, but a lot of people don't really know this, but it all started when I was in elementary. I hated writing, hated English. I hated that. But my grandma wrote a, a particular story about me, and uh, for me, I mean, and they read it all over the uh, announcements and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I probably I have something to do with that. But as a young kid, I really didn't pay it no mind. It's like I like sports, basketball, and stuff like this. So I wouldn't pay it no mind and then fast forward I got the TSU met Professor Walker excellent professor you know I love sports but she was like how can you tie it in with journalism so I was like man I hate talking because I'm shy." You, you know when we first met I really didn't say too much unless it was dealing with someone's sports so I was like man how can I tie this in to what I want to do so I was like let me let me start my own website I won't do no interviews and nothing like that. I just start writing. So, start writing. My first website was trash, but I just started writing stories about certain people. And people started encouraging me to start writing more because they seen potential in it. So, I just started like tapping into my resources around me. And they started like, helping me with my website, helping me uh, with my grammar and stuff like that. I just started putting out more stories. like People people that I know and people that I know that have a story, but it had not been told.
0: So, whether it's somebody that you know personally or somebody that was just somebody you were able to watch from a distance, who was your favorite story to tell? Favorite story to tell. See,
1: it it will be my brother, but I, I'm I'm a I'm a. It's yeah, that, but that was
0: a great story. That was a great story. That was. I think, I think I was, probably, you know I can you can do it because your brother seems to be a really, you know, big impact on your life. So if that's the one you want to highlight, go ahead. I'm not going to tell you not to do it.
1: Yeah. I, is it fun if I highlight too?
0: Yeah, it's cool. is it, it, it's, it's, two? Yes. It's
1: a one a and a one B. Okay. One a is always going to be my brother because of I find my brother, uh, super smart when it comes to the game of football, like how he breaks down things, how he sees the game. And I feel like he's in his perfect position as coaching the linebackers. And I, I feel like his journey, because a lot of people didn't realize he played basketball. That was his first look. He didn't care about no football. You know, he didn't start off in no linebacker. He was a tight end in North Shore. And a coach by the co- uh, name of Thomas Dunson gave him the uh, opportunity to play linebacker. It just skyrocketed after that. But I feel like in my brother's journey, everything happens for a reason. Because my, my brother was always a top-tier football player at the University of Houston. 100 tackles each season. But an injury in his senior season derailed that you know draft. He, he would have got drafted, but he tore his ACL. And uh, you know, he went to the Packers, went to the Redskins, went to the Giants. But, you know, Tom at the time he got let go, but it came full circle for him to coach. And he, if you ask me this is the happiest I ever seen my brother because he's passing his knowledge down to other players. And yeah, I just love, love that, you know, he found his, his passion. And my one B will have to be, uh, my cousin, my cousin passed away, uh, playing football. He broke his neck. And the the reason I say this, like one of my best stories, I, I still hate this to the day, that I always want to, uh, I, want, I always want to reach out to him, never did before that time came, and I was like, uh, it was joy coming out of me that I, that I was able to honor him that way by writing that story about him, about his life, how he wanted to make it to the NFL, how he impacted others around him with his smile, his laughter, and his jokes, how he impacted his uh, family, and things like that. And that yeah, I, I go back and read this story time and time, including my brother.
0: Yeah, I think it was deserving to be a 1A and a 1B in that situation. Now, you also unfiltered media, right? And oh, yeah. y- y'all have made a lot of headway really quickly. I want you to tell me about a specific moment, though, when you seen yourselves get credited. And I think it was a Bleacher Report, if I'm not mistaken, when you yeah. saw yourself get credited on Bleacher Report. Just what was that moment like?
1: I, I never forget this. Uh, shout out to Wilson, Wilson Cheney and Byron uh, watched, But I never forget. You know you you know in in journalism it's kind of hard to get into you know and during that period of time you know i started to lose hope because you know it's kind of hard to get into you, you got to constantly work at it work at it work at it but javante davis fight i forgot who who he was going against and i just got out of work and uh he knocked out somebody and uh wilson tweeted it and then probably like four or five hours late like, it's going crazy likes retweets and i see it, I i'm like dang like you you know you, we can make this happen and then uh probably the next day he he called me he's like hey man guess what he sent me a link we in bleach report i'm like well, hey it coming full circle i i just feel like you know we just have like a unique bond with each other. Like we, we brothers at the end of the day, we make jokes towards each other. We, we come together to make good content. Like no, like we're not going against each other. Like everybody trying to see everybody do good. Like everybody involved in Unfiltered Media.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful story, whether that's you telling your individual stories, but then also the story of finding that, you know, you got a big time credit in Bleacher Report. So tell the people where they can find you before we get out of here, please.
1: Oh, yeah, you can find me uh, at Jamel Matthews on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me uh, my sports page at Unmatched underscore sports, and all my stuff will be there.
0: Spell, spell out your name for them so they so they know how to spell it, they get it right.
1: Oh, yeah, it's J-A-M-A-I-L Matthews, or one T, M-A-T-H-E-W-S.
0: And yeah, it'll be in the description. So make sure you guys check that out because he's producing a lot of great content and you will catch him back on here to talk about Texas Southern in the future. My connect down there in Houston. I appreciate you, my guy.
1: Oh yeah. Anytime, dog.
0: It was an absolute blast catching up with my guy, Jamel. It felt like no time had passed. Like we were still on a tiger walk, just talking about what's going to happen this Saturday in the football game. It was so much fun. So thank you again for him coming out. But if you want to catch content from me giving my opinion, me bringing in insiders to give their opinion as well, then make sure you continue to make Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every single day. And on tomorrow's episode, we're going to get right back in talking about these spring games because there was a lot this weekend that we need to make sure that we're talking about. Now, for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL Draft. We're right there. We're about three weeks away from the NFL Draft starting. So you need to make sure that you have all of the information right there in front of you. And that's where you need to go for that. Eric uh, Crocker and then also Ryan Tracy breaking you down for one through seven rounds, one through seven, everything that you could possibly need. Now, in the meantime, if you want to catch up with me, you can find me on that blue app, that bird, yes, Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.